Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, hey, welcome back. And as always, thanks for listening. Messy faith. Messy Christianity. Messy faith. What is that? Jesus practiced messy faith. The faith that got into the dirt, down into people's issues. He was doing healing, pastoral, preaching, and social work in every kind of facet you can possibly imagine with just about everyone. And he went to them. There were people that were brought to him. But he was traveling around. He was going to them. Now, complication is today. You don't see a lot of messy faith. And by messy faith, I mean in getting involved in people's lives. And believe me, I mean, the reasons that come up are not unfounded, alright? Maybe, well, I can't get involved in somebody's life, they'll sue my rear end off. Well, maybe. Or maybe not. The question is, if you know God wants you to help somebody, are you going to do it? Do you talk to the people who are begging on the street? When, when you give them something, or if you give them something, or are you giving? Now, there's all kinds of arguments back and forth about, do I give you know stuff to people on the streets? Um, but let me just say this. Are you getting involved in people's lives who need it? The issue is messy. <laughs> now, you might be asking, well, uh, you know, Jesus practiced messy faith? What are you talking about? Look at, look at Mark chapter 1. And by the way, this is in the other Gospels as well, and Luke and, and Matthew. But Mark, uh, chapter 1, verse 40, Jesus cleanses a leper. Now, here's a test, and I've I've looked at this verse before. We're going to look at it a little differently this time. Because this is a test of, are you practicing, is your brain, is your mind, is your heart focused? On doing messy faith because that's what Jesus did. All right. Now, Mark one forty. 
and I'm going to go ahead and use the ESV for this English Standard Version it says and a leper came to him imploring him and kneeling said to him if you will you can make me clean moved with pity he stretched out his hand and touched him and said I will be clean and immediately the leprosy left him and he was made clean Jesus sternly charged him and sent him away at once and said to him see that you say nothing to anyone but go show yourself to the priests and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded for proof to them but <laughs> he the man who's was just healed went out and began talking freely about it and spreading the news so that Jesus could no longer openly enter the town but he was out in desolate places people were coming to him from every quarter so short story super interesting now the first thing I'm going to ask, and this is the test. And be honest with yourself. Because there's two ways to look at this. Actually, there's more than that, but there's two ways we're going to focus on. The first one is this. Are you asking yourself, when you read this passage, are you asking... Why did Jesus touch him? In the Old Testament, it says that if you touch somebody, you're unclean. And boom, Jesus made himself unclean by touching this guy. And now he can't do any, uh, you know, sacraments or you know, any any uh, anything that you would want to do if you were a Jew, because you got to wait and, and it's got to go through the process of being cleansed so he can do that All right. that's one way of looking at it the other way of looking at it is wow uh, Jesus touched this guy leprosy and this may not be Hansen's disease which is actually leprosy it could be another skin disease because back then you know these that word sometimes to catch several different kinds of things but anyway we're going to go ahead and just say it's leprosy real leprosy was ugly I mean God love them it's ugly there are sores because basically it kills your nerve endings in various places and because you don't know you hit your hand, arm, whatever against stuff, you can injure yourself and not know you're injured because your nerve endings are gone. When that happens, you develop a really ugly, nasty sore. That ugly, nasty sore gets way infected and then it stinks a lot, really bad in addition to the fact that whatever is infected has probably got a big gaping wound that's really nasty 
in addition to the fact that if this is on a finger or something of that nature, the finger's probably coming off. So let's just say it's ugly and smelly and not a lot aesthetically pleasing. Jesus touched him. And you're thinking, you know, and in, I think, Luke, it says that immediately when he said, I will be clean, when Jesus said that, boom, the guy was clean. All of them kind of agree, though, at least if you follow the text as to the events, as to what happened, how Jesus did it, every one of them mentions him touching him first. And you're thinking, that's crazy. No Jew, no self-respecting Jew would ever do that. Now, if you're thinking on that term, then let me kind of tell you this. Again, Torah, which is the law, which is unfortunately the word we use for law, and to translate law, namas in the Greek, is an unfortunate situation because it means teaching, guidance. Why did Jesus, why did Jesus, why did God direct people not to, to touch lepers? Well, guess what? <laughs> you might get it, possibly. Because again, leprosy took in several different kinds of things. And uh, if it was transmittable, you could get it. Guidance. Now, it was stringently, you know, ceremonial kind of thing because if you touched it and you did, or you you got a skin disease and you didn't know you were a carrier, you could give it to other people, spread it on stuff, and it could just get out of control. All right. So obviously, that's kind of part of what God's got in mind with that thought process. But here's the thing. If you get wrapped up in that, then your brain is working on stuff that, unfortunately, Protestant evangelicals are really dang good at, and that's legalism. <laughs> they focus on legalism. They're, 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 they're uh, choking on the gnat and swallowing the camel. Okay? They're missing the point. The point is, Jesus, first of all, you could you could let Jesus, uh, you know, quote unquote, off the hook by saying, "Oh, he's God." Yes, he is, and yes, that would let him off the hook. <laughs> but that card, Jesus doesn't play very often. And normally he doesn't play that card to get out of trouble. So here's the thing. He healed the guy. Now, you're saying, well, yeah, but I mean, he touched this guy and this guy. I mean, he's before the law. Really? Then why in the world did he, uh, in Mark 1.44, tell this guy, make a point of telling this guy... See that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer your cleansing. 
what Mo- you know, offer for your clothing what Moses commanded for a proof to them. He's instructing this person to follow the Torah. Well, that makes sense. He's broke the Torah by touching the guy. But then he's telling the guy to follow the Torah. Why is that? Because he didn't break the Torah. It didn't happen. Now, here's the problem, though. We're, we, we lose the fact that because what we want to do at that point, well, did he, did he heal him first before he touched him? Because if he was reaching for the guy and the guy got healed right before he touched him, see, that wouldn't, you know... Look, come on. I get it. Yeah. Um, but again, Torah is teaching. It's teaching. It's designed to be teaching. So here's the thing. Instead of saying, wow, look what Jesus did for this person. And he can do that, that kind of healing in my life. We're wrapped up about when he did it and why he did it to this person. So we need to get our brain, we need to retrain our brain to think in terms of what Jesus is doing, which is fulfilling not only the spirit of the, of the Torah, but the letter of it also. The guy was healed, clean, done. He wasn't contagious. And you know something? If somebody had the power to remove a contagion from somebody just by touching them, my guess is that contagion is probably not going to affect them. Just a thought process, okay. So again, they're saying, yeah, 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 but 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 he messed up because he touched it. Well, again, if you if your mind gravitates in that direction, unfortunately, you're you're buying into the thing that that. Uh, the quote-unquote legalism <laughs> that um, we accuse the Jews of doing, which is not really fair to the Jews, to be quite honest, because that's not how they look at it. So, messy. This is messy. Jesus got into people's lives. The woman at the well, she had seven husbands, Okay? And the last guy wasn't even her husband. And Jesus was still there talking with her. That's messy. Touching a leper, that's messy. Dealing with a lady caught in adultery, that's messy. Jesus practiced messy faith. Because he didn't have a problem working with people where they were at. And if that's the case with Jesus, why do we have a problem with it? Do you go to a Sunday school class or do you go to a Bible study where people get real? Now, I don't mean somebody just spills their guts about everything they've done all the way to childhood. I'm talking about when people just get together and say, you know, I'm having a hard time. You know, I got this issue, this issue, but praise God he's working with me on this, 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 and this, and this. 
So they share the good and the bad. And someone in the room might be able to help. Are you in a Bible study or a study class or, or some kind of care group like that? Are you? Because that's what the church is supposed to be doing. The church is for messes. And you know what? Everyone on the planet's got messes. We're just... Humans are messy. And if you walk in and everyone looks so pristine and calm, there's nothing the matter with that necessarily, okay? But if you never get real, if you never get real, now it doesn't mean, you know, you have to, everyone has to have a gripe session. That's not what I'm getting at. But we need to share what we're going through with each other some. Not necessarily spill our guts all the way back to childhood. I'm just saying because that may need to be in a therapy session. But here's what I'm saying. We should be able to share things with other people. With our brothers and sisters in Jesus. Because sometimes, I'll be honest, someone just listening is a really, really good therapy. Not always, okay? But sometimes it is. And sometimes when somebody hears something, they might say, man, you know, let me see if I can help. Maybe I know somebody. You know, this person helped me out. This person helped me out. Are you into messy Christianity? Because that's Jesus' kind of faith. It really is. Now, with that thought, I want to encourage you to keep on speaking it on. To this edition of Speak It On. And as always, don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth. Bless all of your efforts.